Max has never come to talk to me about immigration. I've sat in on his committee, though. So, so I, I, I would say that. And I would also say that my colleague has a choice to make. Does he want Andrew Scheer to win or Justin Trudeau to win? That's Michelle Rempel, MP at the convention in Halifax, speaking about Maxime Bernier, who's been really throwing it up and tossing it around as the conservatives get ready to deliver what they hope is a clear message forward from their convention. We're going to talk about it. Joining me is Elise Mills, conservative columnist, conservative commentator. Elise, it's great to have you. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. All right. We need conservative commentators to talk about what's happening on the convention. Boy, what a dilemma. Or are we seeing a convention and a leader already that has made some moves? We had the the immigration plan coming out. And here we have words like positive and vision, all these things. It sounds like they're girding their loins for Mr. Sunny Ways. <laughs> I love the way you said that. <laughs> no, I, I, I do think that um, that the party is is starting now to shore up exactly what they're going to present to Canadians in the 2019 campaign. And I think it's pretty smart that they've decided to let Canadians tell them what it is exactly that Canadians want to hear. And I think that the immigration policy, for example, I mean, <clears throat> really being able to define what that is beat Justin Trudeau every single time. Because as we've spoken many times before, Arlene, and even Alex and I have on this show, the difference between virtue signaling, which Mm -hmm. is what the Prime Minister did with that one tweet, Mm -hmm. and actually leading a country towards a resolution on the an issue that's really the outcome of another country's issues, uh, like what's happening in the U.S., normally we see in this country, and it historically has been done by cabinet ministers and their prime ministers, when they put out a statement, as Mr. Trudeau did on that one tweet, that the world was welcome, even if the U.S. wasn't going to accept them, we don't do it like that. It's normally a policy package that includes additional funding for those provinces that have been targeted or will have to be dealing with that issue. And Mr. Trudeau talks about welcoming and protecting these, these illegal border crossers. Reality is you may not like them there, but they are there, and we are doing a very poor job protecting them uh, ensuring that we're doing what we can to get them through the system fast. And the, there is absolutely no money for them. And as Toronto has said, and as Quebec is saying, they, there is no more services. There's no more ways to be able to squeeze one more person through and do it in a safe and timely manner and also a legal and, and to perform all the, the legal checks and balances, not just on our side, but for, mm-hmm. the, for the rights of the refugees that are coming in. All right, Elise, I'm going to ask you, you know, it's a, it's a delicate balance here. All the wording, positive, listening, what you said. I mean, Justin Trudeau, as the prime minister said, he used the word listening. He's trying to get that diversity angle, and it worked very well for him before. We know the world has changed here. How careful? And what are we seeing? of the attempt to be very delicate in this, how tough is it for conservatives right now to make sure they do not go one way too far? I I don't think it's very tough because when you look at the trajectory of, for example, Maxine Bernier's tweets from, what was it, five or six days ago now Mm -hmm. to where we are today. Remember the first first reaction was screaming, he's a racist, he's this, he's, you know, 
the second coming of the devil was what a lot of people wanted to paint him as. But over time, even the CBC has begun to ask the question, what does Mr. Trudeau actually mean? He has been on a listening tour in this country for three years. And you and I have talked about all of the listening he's done, all the consultation. I mean, he, even in that speech that he gave in Quebec, he talks about more dialogue and more listening and then even more consultation. But the reality is we're at a crisis tipping point in not just in immigration, but where we're going in this country. And we're not, we don't hire leaders just to take, and, and we, I should say, elect, but it's really a hiring that takes place. We don't necessarily, yes, it's great that they, they are here to immediately address crisis and certain issues that take place in Canada, but we're really there asking them to, what they do today, consider it in the lens of 25 years from now. And because that's the process of public policy, right? So I think the Conservatives have done very well to make sure that they took their time to put out policies and that are reflective of the conversation that's happening in this country. And I can assure you that the conversation we're having today is probably going to be even even more tense when we get to the election. Are, has there been an overshadowing by Maxime Bernier? Well, you and I have talked about it. It's uh, it's a focus. It, he, it's worked. He's using Twitter. Everyone's talking about his attacks on how this diversity angle should be covered. And I think it was Michelle Rempel who said today, maybe Maxime Bernier has to decide if he wants Andrew Scheer to win. Do you agree, Elise? I, I When I first read Mr. Bernier's tweets, and I, I know Max not very well, but I do mm-hmm. know him, um, I really felt the word diversity was misused. I felt that what he was really trying to tackle was the issue that we just talked about, which was the very yeah. superficial virtue signaling. And I think if he had approached it that way, um, well, maybe we wouldn't even be talking about it today. Maybe it needed to be controversial for us to finally break the silence and for us to stop the fear-mongering around having open dialogue and thoughtful dialogue around immigration policy and how this country's actually been running. But in regard to that renegade approach that Mr. Bernier has, that's nothing new. We've seen this with Mr. Bernier throughout his entire career. He, he's not fit the mold. He's always been a bit of a square peg in a round hole. And I think Mr. Scheer managed it properly. I'm glad he didn't take a further step with Mr. Bernier because uh, uh, much like the NDP, conservatives are a movement, not necessarily a party, which is very different from the liberals. But I think if Mr. Trudeau is not firing MPs or removing MPs for sexual harassment and misconduct, and I mean misconduct in a way of, oh, I don't know, we give checks Mm -hmm. to Nazis. I mm-hmm. think then it would be very difficult to explain why somebody with a different opinion would be removed. Also, you can the juxtaposition there is what the prime minister did to a woman that was asking questions over the weekend in Quebec about this immigration policy. He had her physically removed um, and her rights violated. We as conservatives can't go out there and talk about that uh, and, and and walk, you know, Maxine Bernie at the door. Plus, he has a huge support level, not just with conservatives, but with Canadians. His tweets resonated whether we like it or not whether we have believed that he articulated himself in, in the same vein that we would have, I, I think it's a big mistake. I think, though, Mr. Bernie is going to have to be careful, and I think he, he's understood that over the past few days, not to inflame the circumstances, but to provide a solution in his conversation, because that's the difference between uh, politicizing this and actually 
uh, presenting a leadership position. And it is, though, and he is confusing it at, at, at the same time. You, you know, there is a process to government. There's a process to parties. It's one thing to have views. It's another thing to interrupt. I'm just throwing this for your thoughts here, to interrupt a process that maybe should be announced by the the immigration critic. Did he overstep that way? I'm not so sure what came first, chicken or the mm-hmm. egg. I'm not so sure if Mr. Bernier's tweets came first and Mr. Scheer's um, uh, policy was, 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 you know, quietly being made. I'm not so sure the leader's office and the campaign uh, policy team would have necessarily shared that with any of the caucus members uh, prior to it being more solidified. Uh, but then again, I'm not in the uh, leader's office, so I'm not sure of the mm-hmm. timeline. I don't think that, I, I think the timing, uh, I know it's easy to connect the dots, but I'm not so sure I have enough information that leads me to believe that those two issues are connected. I think the story in Quebec, when Mr. Bernier, because Mr. Bernier is a Quebecer, I think that that story on immigration was heating up. And when you look at the timeline around it, I can see the reasoning behind Mr. Bernier's tweets. And he and, and Mr. Trudeau had made comments earlier that day that didn't sit very well with Mr. Bernier. I think that's what he was responding to. Um, And I think that it's actually a good thing to have everybody singing from the same chorus sheet. I mean, if Mr. Bernier went out there and was talking specifically as a response to Mr. Trudeau's remarks earlier that day, then Mr. Mr. Scheer has always been talking about immigration policy and the fact that we, we don't seem to, we seem to have two tiers of immigration in this country right now. I think that resonates very well with first and second generation Canadians, new immigrants, I think it also applies uh, a thought process around the weakness or uh, illustrating some of the gaps and weaknesses that this prime minister and his team has had. I mean, Arlene, I think you can apply the immigration story with Mr. Trudeau to his failed attempt at carbon taxation as well. You can also, it's the same trajectory. It's the same concept of what he's done to the middle class. Do you remember it was all about the middle class in 2015? And then all of a sudden he guns for small business Mm -hmm. owners, calling them liars, thieves, and cheats. Well, clearly, as I'm listening to you, almost out of time, right? You just have seconds, seconds left. But, Elise, there is, this was a very popular prime minister, I say was. He still has a big hunk of the poll numbers. However, there has been movement. It is close. Is there a sense? Can the conservatives smell a little blood here? I think there's been blood in the water for quite a while, and mm-hmm. I think the water is more bloody than it is actually uh-huh. ocean at this point. So I, mm-hmm. I think the, 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 it'll be up to the Canadian populate, public if they, want, if they actually look at this guy like they would under review for an employee, then I think they'll find that one plus one doesn't add up that this, this prime minister has had huge gaps in his walk and his talk. So I think it, it really is up to the public whether or not they, they want to look at that spreadsheet. Okay. Elise Mills, conservative commentator. Thank you, Elise. We Thanks, appreciate Elise. it. This is Global News Radio.